Hey, hey, welcome to another edition of Less Rage Cougs, the unofficial postgame show of Houston Cougars men's basketball and Houston Cougars football. Less Rage Cougs sponsored by the Saxinian family. I am Chris Gardner. Andy Inez is on the road, literally. I think he is on the way to his house to join us at some point during this show. But joining me is Dan Dunlap. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. Houston got a dominated win tonight. It's almost Friday, so I'm, I'm feeling good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. As you touched on it, you're going to talk about the Cougs' dominating performance, 87-53 over SMU here inside Tillman's building. Jarris Walker, <laughs> I just want to say this. His first shot was an air ball. But man, oh, man, after that, he put on a show. What are your thoughts oh. on Jarris Walker's performance? He finished with 23-10 and 10 at, uh, what was it, halftime at one point. Jarrett had 18 points and SMU had 17. <laughs> so he outscored the Mustangs by himself. What were your thoughts on Jarrett Walker's performance? What was different in your opinion for him tonight? For me, just his shots was going. And I said it on different shows that when he's decisive in his decision making, whether it's to make a shot, to drive, to pass, whatever it is, um, he normally makes a good play, makes the right play. And his shot normally falls. But tonight, as I was watching, I was literally thinking that. He normally he gets these looks every game. It's not a game that he doesn't get these looks. And I was sitting there thinking, not only does Coach Sampson sell culture, 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 defense, 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 rebounding, 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 he also, I'm sure, sells offensive freedom. Because if you look at tonight, um, Jarius gets these shots every game. Tremont, Marcus, all these, all these different guards. You go back to other guards. Within the system, you're going to get the same touches. It's just upon you to make shots, but uh, the opportunity is going to be there. And then if you're hot, we're going to run the offense to you. And so outside of the number one, number two option, Coach does run offense for specific people to get them touches. But overall, they play freely in, um, in transition. And also in half court, they just move the ball. So on any given night, I was watching, like, Jared actually gets these shots every game. But tonight, he really had it going, and I was thinking this is why he's going to be a lottery pick because he just shows his versatility, ability to make the three-point shot, ability to, um, on the blow-by, off the dribble, show the finish, his floater game, like semi-hook shots, his ability to knock down short, um, short mid-range jumper. So he really just had it going. Defensive ability, hit his um, explosive, and really everything was on display tonight for Jerry's. And it's, it's almost like you were in the post-game press conference, man. Because because one one of the things that Jarris you know was asked about what was different and what's been one of his struggles whatever you know just trying to maintain if he has a bad game forgets about it doesn't dwell on does not bring it with him in the following game and Coach Sampson said he's mentioned about Quentin Grimes Marcus Sasser some of the stellar guards in Coach Sampson tenure here at UH who have the green light. Yep. He said there are different shades of green. There's yep. fluorescent green, Kelly green. And he said Jairus's color is green-ish. So he didn't say it's fluorescent green or anything like that. But he says Jairus's green is green-ish, which indicates, Jairus, it's okay for you to take shots. It's okay for you to be comfortable in what you're doing on the floor. So Jarris smiled at that comment. I think he enjoyed hearing it publicly, but I'm sure he's known that the coach Sampson wants him. Jarris, take your shots. It's okay if you take your shots, 
but it's also required of you to play defense and rebound. Coach Sampson was glad to see Jarrett get four offensive boards. He had 10 total. He had 23 and 10 tonight. He did everything. You touched on He was three for six from three-point range. He knocked down threes that we've seen him make in practice. He finally did it in games. He put mm -hmm. his total package on display tonight for everybody, and SMU was the victim of it in this 34-point win by the second-ranked Houston Cougars. But any other spot, any, you got Wanda Pope chiming in on, on the uh, YouTube channel for Houston Round Bar Review and, and La Flame as well. Any other people catch your eye in this game? Because there's a lot of folks who played well and rebounded well, especially. Yeah. Um, another thing, just before we move off of Jarrett, another thing I was thinking, although I mentioned he plays well, he makes um, decisive decisions, I think his poise uh, is also to his um, – to his advantage because he's so poised and he doesn't rush regardless if he's an indecisive in his decision making he's rarely rushing and playing fast but um other players that stuck out to me tonight really was um marcus um the way he saw the floor and moved the basketball i think uh, i've said it again um throughout the, our, this season and almost every show that i really love his development and the way he's seen the floor and his score generalship I don't know his career high in assists tonight. He had seven. Um, I'm sure if he had played a full game, he could have had a double-double. But the way the passes that he was making are on time, on target to where um, anyone could make a play, and I was really impressed with that aspect of it. He shot the ball uh, better in the second half or so. I mean, this is what was all around games, continue to develop. And like that green light I mentioned, he's one of those players that benefit. Like, regardless if you're a guard or forward, you're going to have the green light. And when it's your turn to be the guy, Oh, Sanford's going to run the offense through you, and you're going to have that um, uh, even greener light. Like Coach, like you mentioned, that Coach Sanford said, it's different shades of green. And so Marcus really stuck out to me because if he can continue to see the floor and get others involved along with being a scoring threat as he is, I think that's only going to make the team and even better. It's going to open the floor for even more people because he made plays for Tremont. Tremont made plays for him, got him open shots, and so – when they're moving the ball and Marcus is really making plays, I think that spreads among other people to want to make plays and move the ball as well. And five different Cougs scored in double digits. So it was, it was balanced scoring, which is, is great to see. Um, you know, Marcus has had 14 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Juwan Roberts had 11 points and eight rebounds. Terrence Sarsnow, for pe people worried about Terrence, had 10 points off the bench in 19 minutes, but he also had six boards. Jamal Mark had 10 points as well. Javier Francis was close to getting 10. He had eight points. He was four for four from the floor, blocked some shots, inhaled some rebounds. I mean, went and got them rebounds, and that's what he does. I mean, Coach Sampson says that basically Javier is a natural offensive rebounder, and you could see it on display. Emmanuel Sharp played defense, didn't shoot great from three, but he had nine rebounds. Got to be career high for him. Eight of those were defensive. You know, he was one for seven from three. So, who was who was our man? There he is, right there. <laughs> Jaja, King Jaja, about to call you out. He may have did shoot well from three, but he had nine rebounds. So, he impacted the game in other ways. That's what these guys are doing. They're learning how to impact the, the team performance. If their shot's not falling, rebound, defend. And Emmanuel did that. So, it's a good team win. You even got minutes from Darius Bowser and Ryan Elvin. In the last four minutes, I asked Coach Sampson, for anybody who's watching, I asked Coach Sampson about Ramon Walker because Ramon was in his warm-ups 
And coach said that Ramon's in with some injuries, like more than one. So that's the reason why he did not, you know, dress up and get 80 minutes tonight. So before anyone's wondering, that's what's up with Ramon Walker. You want to speculate, that's on you. But right now he's dealing with injuries, and that's why he did not play tonight in the game versus SMU. But let's touch on it, my man. Javier Francis, 20 minutes, 8 points, 7 rebounds, 2 block shots. Your thoughts on the young man, the young big man, continuing to get better? Uh, it's hard to keep him off the floor. It's just his impactful. I mean, the way he impacts the game, it just jumps off the screen to you. The way his length, the way he go gets rebounded. I think it's sometimes, I don't know what it is, but it's sometimes when he's on the floor, other teams get offensive rebounds. I don't know. I, I can't. I'm sure they're putting an emphasis on blocking him out. But, man, the way he, his hands, he, he catches literally everything around the rim as far as with his pass to him, good feet, can, can dribble, can pivot, like power dribble, and finish over each shoulder. I, I really love his game. And there's really Coach Sampson raves about him, and rightfully so. I think if he continues to develop and learn the game, because you can tell right now it's just about experience and having those experiences playing because the natural ability he has it in him. I mean, you can see the work he's putting in. Uh, look like this, I can tell his, um, his fatigue is going down. I can tell he, he's in really good shape because earlier in the season he played a lot of minutes. Times he probably would get a, a little tired. Right now he seems to be in, in really good shape, playing really well, affecting shots, blocking shots. He had two blocks tonight. Uh, was rebounding the ball really well. And I think the season goes on, we play bigger teams. And just looking at Cincinnati, they're, they're a little longer team, more athletic team. We're going to need him. I think his minutes are increasing more and more because he's having such an impact on the game. And then when you got a player like Reggie, who is basically like an assistant coach slash player, mm -hmm. he knows his number is still going to get called in those crunch time minutes when, when, when the game is on the line. And so that's, that's just part of the culture. But, I mean, I, I really love everything I'm seeing from J.B. Francis. Man. He's going to be a star. And, and one, I think it was in the first half, you know, and we're being picky for JV, but he's still a young player, 19 years old. He's still learning on defense. He's rotation sometimes on the high screen, just not where it should be. But we made a mistake. Reggie Chaney from the sideline, seeing most of you, you're supposed to be over here. You're supposed to do this. We're in this. You could see him coaching JVA during the stoppage and play. So that's another example of what Reggie provides when he's on the bench and not in the game at that particular moment. But here on Les Reg Cougs, presented by the Saxenia family. I'm going to thank and recognize a couple of our sponsors for the show and anyone tuning in. Andy promised he's going to join us, try to join us from the road or mobile or audio at some point during the show. So just be patient if you're wondering where he is and why you're not seeing his face on the screen in addition to me and, and Bayon. But we're going to give a thank and shout out to Hoop and Holler, the Houston Micro Collective, and they're releasing a new shirt tomorrow. So follow them on Twitter at Hoop and Holler, H-O-U, and then for Star Pizza, go visit starpizza.net. And down, I'm trying to get Andy to make it happen to get some pizza delivered to us during one of these ball games, man. Pre-game, post-game show, it'd be great for me. I mean, doing good for you, maybe for conference play, a couple tournament, for us to just yeah. be snacking on a pizza during the, <laughs> during the post-game show and say, this really is good, this pizza. Thank you to Star Pizza for feeding us during this post-game show edition of Less Rate Coos. Just a thought, just putting it out there. For for our guys, maybe, maybe we'll just get it right for the the pregame show when it when it comes. 
So yes, and, and that is in the works and we're probably gonna do pregame shows. Most likely for everybody, it's really easier to do is for road games. So we're probably gonna do pregame shows in the future for Cougs road games and conference play and definitely try to do that for the tournament. But also gotta do this as well for my man, Ryan at the Houston NIL. So we're gonna give them uh, a plug here as well. Houston NIL is a, is a subscription-based name, image, and likeness model that benefits both Cougar student-athletes and fans. As my screen just froze on me there. Houston NIL, Houston NIL helps Houston athletes benefit from the new NIL rules. Athletes create original content in their own words, giving subscribers insight into their lives on and off the court. What players need is for you to subscribe. Plans start at $20 a month, and that money goes to the Houston athletes. Subscribers will get one-of-a-kind content straight from the players while also helping the Houston Cougars compete on a national stage. Subscribe at HoustonHOUNIL.com. Go Cougs. And one more time, let's say that again. Subscribers will get one-of-a-kind content straight from the players while helping the Houston Cougars compete on a national stage. Subscribe at H-O-U-N-I-L.com. Go Cougs. I take care of some of these, these hangers on here, boy, folks. See, we're getting popular. We're getting, we're getting so popular now we're getting spammed. <clears throat> and there he is, as promised. <laughs> Just got home, and, and, and we can barely hear you. Man, your audios. Restart your buds, whatever you got to do, Mr. Giannis. But Dan, I want to get your thoughts on this when Andy comes back and, and joins us. It's um, SMU head coach Rob Lanier's first year as head coach at the Mustangs. And he was asked one of the questions he was asked in post game, uh, Coach Sampson was asked, was can he recall how his first year at Houston and basically any advice that he would give Coach Lanier in his first year at SMU? And I'm not you know, shaming anybody if you're part of the, the Coug fandom in the last four years, okay? It's been a fun ride, but the first year for Coach Sampson here in the program, Coach Sampson said in postgame, facilities are awful, okay? Hall finals was a dump. The fan support was basically non-existent. The support for the administration had taken a nap until Coach Sampson was hired. So, uh, coach said that Rob Lemire is in a better position at SMU and what he's doing now because the SMU administration is supporting him and they have facilities that Coach Sam did not have in his first year at Houston. And remember this. You remember when Larry Brown was at SMU? SMU was one of the marquee programs in the conference. Mm-hmm. But look at times have changed now. <laughs> now the Cougs are the marquee team in the American. So it's, it's just amazing how things work. And, of course, the Cougs are going into the Big 12. So this will be the last time SMU plays UH in a conference game in the American. Coach Sampson was also asked if there was any possibilities of scheduling SMU non-conference. Never say never, but it, it depends on a lot of the things that the Big 12, you know, kind of determines for teams to schedule non-conference. So it's possible this name may not be anytime soon that the Cougs face SMU in non-conference play somewhere down the line. Andy, you with us now? 
testing audio. What do I sound clear, crisp, or yes, sir? You, you audio sound somewhere. crisp and clear, yes, sir. So, yes, go that's ahead. That's good. That's perfect. Yep. First, <clears throat> well, first, I want to put this comment on the screen by Mr. Smith. He appreciates you guys, Chris and Dayon, for continuing to carry on. And I also appreciate you guys being able to hop on, make notice, and being able to carry the show. I mean, you know, can't say thank you guys enough for being able to do that. I appreciate you guys as well. But, you know, top to bottom, I did, correct me if I'm wrong. If I saw, I think SMU led first, they scored first, 2 nothing, And nothing, then yep. Houston scored 28 unanswered points yep. in that game. Which, goodness, I, that that was, <laughs> that is absurd. That is a definition of a complete beatdown <laughs> when it comes to Houston SMU. And I think you know I, I was listening to the opening segments as I was chugging along and trying to get my butt into into my house um, that you guys opened with. And you talked about Jarris Walker and really the the performance, the strong performance he had against the Mustangs, which. Again, something that going back to, to the opening segment, you guys said uh, when it comes to Jarvis Walker, that's something that maybe not necessarily on the show, but you'll see some noise there now and then on social media and stuff like that. You know, people, hey, you know, Jarvis Walker, what, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? And we talked about it. Kelvin said in the past, he said it when it comes to freshmen, not just Jarvis Walker, Terrence Arsenal, and Emmanuel Sharp as well. There's nothing wrong with them because why, Chris? Why, Dan? Because they're freshmen. That's what freshmen are going to do. And Jarris Walker came out here. He had a sensational performance against the Mustangs. Come Sunday at Cincinnati on the road, it could be a complete 180. And you know, that's not going to mean there's something wrong with Jarris Walker. It's just going to be, uh, it's going to mean that he's a freshman and it's going to be tough for uh, on the road. It's going to be a tough environment up in Cincinnati, which it always is. So there's not going to be any room for panic. But now, and I think it's it's interesting that I can't remember if it was after one of the previous post games or bills during the, the zooms but kelvin said obviously he, he always liked to say that's not a period in anything that they do but he started to say that he's starting to see a lot less commas with this team which a performance like this against smu that came into this outing winners of three of the last four after a bit of a slow start and to kind of get ran off the court like they did against SMU. I think one that just shows the the performance with Houston that we've come to expect that they're they're beginning to maybe consistent not be the right word, but like Kelvin said, Chris, that's one of the questions you asked him during the Zoom about where where the team is, you know, something Samson likes to do when it comes to breaking down the season is kind of using the, the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas Day. Uh, kind of as as markers for his program, and they're just continuing to improve. And I think a performance like this, you kind of get a, a glimpse of the the full potential. And heck, you know, Jarris Walker did good, Terrence Arsenal did good, Marcus Sasser did good. Jamal Shedd didn't necessarily have his best performance against SMU. So just in it of of that way, there's something that you show with this Houston team. They can still there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of ceiling left with this Houston Cougars team, which ranked number two in the nation right now. That's got to put a lot of Houston fans excited for the potential of this team because there's still two, two and a half months, and if everything goes perfect, just under three months of the season left for the Houston Cougars. So there's a lot of exciting times. No, no, no question. And the second half was kind of choppy. But, I mean, the lead was so huge that mm-hmm. I think the players kind of lost focus somewhat. That's human nature. It's okay. 
but they they worked on things. You saw Terrence Hart. They, damn, coach drew up some plays at Terrence Hart. No man, <laughs> he put Terrence on the block there a couple of times, and Terrence <laughs> did work. So I think yeah. it was an example of, of the opponent as well. But also Terrence, I trust you enough to because he's Andy. Want to give you this and share this with everyone who's, who's watching us on YouTube and, and Twitter. Coach Sampson mentioned that Terrence is getting better in practice, mm-hmm. and one of the best perimeter defensive players is Malik Wilson. Malik is redshirting this year, and Coach Sampson said that for a while, Malik against Terrence was unfair. It was an unfair fight because Terrence struggled to score so much when Malik was guarding him. But Coach Sampson said, but lately, Terrence starting to get better and starting to score against Malik. So it's coming along. You're seeing Terrence getting better in practice, and you're seeing that practice performance starting to show in the games. Now, what we do this Sunday on the road against Cincinnati, we'll see. But he's improving. So, folks, keep in mind, this is the second-ranked team in the country. They went nine deep in the first 10 minutes of tonight's game. It's hard for a freshman to come in and think about it down. Andy, LaFlame, 7791, Mr. Smith. Terrence is going against Jamal Shedd, Marcus Sasser, Tremon Mark, in practice, and Emmanuel Sharp. Who's he going to beat? <laughs> Whose minutes is he going to take right off the bat? So he's getting better going against those guys and Malik Wilson. So his future is still bright, and it's all part of the development and also waiting your turn in the program. Yeah, I, I really like what I saw from Terrence tonight, and I know this exactly what you referenced, Chris. Coach drawing up those plays to isolate him, isolate him in the mid-post area letting him go one-on-one. And, and what that kind of tells me is I was kind of foreseeing the future with him and Emmanuel playing on the floor together, Emmanuel kind of being that floor spacer, um, someone who also has the ability to score. But Terrence being someone who you can run your offense through in that mid-post area and can create for himself, more importantly, get a bucket. And so uh, I, I love what I saw from him. He was confident and um, aggressive in, in his – when he was driving or making his mid-range shot. And so I really like what I've seen from Terrence. I mean, he started the season um, in, the, in the role that Emmanuel Sharp is being that first guard off the bench. And like Coach Sampson um, does, he, um, he rewards players who play good in practice. But more, important, more than that, he gives the team what they need. And at the time when he made the change, I think the team needed better shooting uh, from three. And, and Emmanuel provides that. But – like uh, any given game, uh, Emmanuel would get foul trouble, boy. Uh, Tremont, anybody can get in foul trouble. Anything could happen, and his number could be called, and he could be ready, and he could produce like we saw him do earlier in this season. So I really like what I saw, particularly from him tonight, and the way that he drove in the tech when he had those one-on-one isolation situations. Got um, a few rebounds and made a couple plays as well, knocked down a uh, three ball, and so um, the sky's the limit for Terrence as well. I think he has co- trust in the coaching staff, like he mentioned, like we mentioned in previous shows. And so definitely got to stay the course with Terrence, but he definitely had a good show tonight uh, at the time, his time on the floor. And I want to tie this into our sponsor segment from Houston NIL, because after this, it all ties together. As the Cougs move to the Big 12, Houston will be competing with national players in basketball like Kansas, Baylor, mm-hmm. Texas Tech, and more. Those schools have fans that have built huge NIL groups to get their athletes' name, image, and likeness compensation. That gives them a huge advantage over UH. 
where NIL is still in its infancy. But you guys can help Cougar Athletes by getting involved. Go to HOUNIL.com to subscribe to player-created content like essays, videos, podcasts, and get access to private events with UH players. Players are compensated for creating content, and fans get an inside look at their lives. Plans start at $20 a month, and that money helps the Cougars retain players. One more time, plans start at $20 a month. That money helps the Cougars retain players to stay at the top in basketball and to build momentum in football. H-O-U-N-I-L.com. Subscribers get one-of-a-kind content straight from Cougar athletes. Subscribe today. H-O-U-N-I-L.com. Go Cougs. And it ties in because think about this. You never know future, what the future holds. But next year, starting wings or a combination of at some point on the floor during games. Terrence Arsenal, Jermon Mark, Emmanuel Sharp. 6'4", 6'6", 6'7", and Jamal said it's because Jamal's taking a rest. <laughs> okay. At mm-hmm. some point, that could be, and then you toss in front court help. Juwan Roberts still, should still be here, and then youngsters as well. But the length, those guys Malik can read. Malik Wilson, another guard. 6'1", athlete, and we've heard he's one of the best defenders on the team right now. So he's mm-hmm. learning the culture of the program this year. It's hard to maintain objectivity as a Houston alum, an old head alum, and this season's not over. But, man, oh, man, I'm looking, I'm looking so forward to Big 12 basketball with the Cougs in it next year. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. And I know the goal this season is to win the championship. Final four is in Houston in a few months. And I've already been – got to prove good news today that I'll be covering the final four. Men's and women's final four in Dallas and at Houston. So get Andy's approval. Uh, get that as well. Dan, you come down here too. We're going to do shows on the final four here in H-Town and get help rate, help less rate coups go national, global, whatever is in store for us going forward. Yes, sir. And, of course, we also want to give a shout-out to our other sponsors, a Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, who they're going to be – obviously, they're known for their Star Pizza commercials with, with the Anthony Jones um, that we've played on the show. But tomorrow they're going to be releasing a new shirt, so be sure to be on the lookout on their social media account on Twitter. Personally, with their giveaway, they have a GOAT Samson t-shirt that they're going to be – they already unveiled. They're going to be giving away tomorrow. And, of course, Hoop and Holler, like I mentioned, they are best known for their – Commercials with Star Pizza, who is our third sponsor for today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs with various locations across the Houston area. Please be sure to visit starpizza.net to not only to check their menu, but even order online and pick up. That way you don't have to wait because at the end of the day, if you're in the mood for pizza, I know you're not in the mood to wait because you want to eat it as soon as possible. And going back to what you said, Chris, when it comes to First, congratulations to being able to get approved for your credential when it comes to covering the Final Four, both the men's and women's basketball. It's exciting at times. And like you mentioned, going to whatever the future holds for Let's Reach Coos and our program, it's exciting in that moment. And hopefully there is one of the teams that we are covering that's also playing that weekend when it comes to the first weekend in April. But be that as it may, we'll leave it down the line. But when I heard you list off the lineups, Emmanuel Sharp, Jamal Shea, Jamal Mark, Terrence Arsenal, Malik Wilson. That's going to be 
heading into the first year in the Big 12. That's not even counting a few of the new incoming names that are going to be coming in next year. And then you think back, I was like, I'm going to 10, but you think back to yesterday, or I guess we're recording this on Thursday, so on Wednesday, I got to make sure I put the name in there. Wednesday, the day before we're recording this, and you look at a matchup like TCU and Baylor, and, and not just that, it was Iowa State and Oklahoma as well. There's every game that you think about it, like Baylor, they're holding to in conference. Baylor's still a really, really good team. And you're going to add Houston to the mix with all of those teams. We saw the UCF, they're, they're coming too. They have talent too. And you're going to see Cincinnati this upcoming Sunday. I know it's, it's too far to look ahead, but we can, we're kind of on the outside, so we, we can kind of do that <laughs> from an outside perspective. Dang, it's going to be a gauntlet every, every conference game next year. And it's going to be exciting to watch that. No doubt. And then I'll add your thoughts in a second, but in Cincinnati, the recruiting class, I forgot the young man's name. He's got a kind of unique name. It's like one of the top players in his class, you know. Mm-hmm. So the Bearcats are upgrading their recruiting for the Big 12 as well. Man, it's just the best conference, best basketball conference in college will get better. And the Cougs will be part of it. And, of course, that's going to mean a few more losses in conference play. But so what? <laughs> because you go out to the tournament, it's going to be a lot of fun, great competition, night in, night out. Iron sharpens iron. That's what I said. That's yeah. like that. And every game, every game is going to be a quad one game. <laughs> yeah, and I was just going to say, speaking to Cincinnati, um, they are beating Wichita State and their Houston next opponent. And they got a great young coach in West Miller who won a national championship at North Carolina. And this team has a, a lot of experience with the, the Julius, who Houston fans should be used to seeing. And Davenport came back, and they got Houston transfer um, uh, Nolly, who came over, who could shoot the three and really gave Houston some fit. So that's going to be a tough game looking forward to Houston's next opponent. And I can't wait to that matchup. Houston will have to show up on the road to a Cincinnati team who's really going to be looking to knock Houston off, of course, like everyone is. And great point, because I forgot to touch on it earlier, but a couple of things. When the Cougs played in Cincinnati last year, I was beat down. Wes Miller was, he was, uh, how can I phrase it? He was disappointed in the performance. Yeah. You know, and I don't think he got thrown out, but he was frustrated because Houston, they dominated the Bearcats. Mm-hmm. The fans were hyped. They, were, they pumped it up. They were hyped it up. And the Cougs won by like 20 points. And Wes Miller, he was frustrated and disappointed in the performance and the outcome. And he said, well, basically, Houston is where we are, where we want to be. Okay, yeah. but tonight they kicked our behinds. Basically, that's what he said. But you make a great point about the Cincinnati and experience against the Cougs. We've seen it. We saw like a, a, a very different outcome because SMU, what's his name, uh, Jalen Smith, young man backcourt, made for SMU. Really, his first time yeah. going against Cougs defense. We've said it a few times on this show. If you have never experienced facing the Cougs before. Your first time placing, facing Houston's defense, it's, it's a whole nother level that you're not used to. But once you get accustomed to it a couple of times, like the Bearcats, like Landers Nolly, David DeJulis, he seemed like he's 35 years old, man, because I swear he's been in the conference <laughs> forever. But uh, he's used to going against Houston. So it should be a good matchup. The fans, I'm assuming you know, some students will be there for the game. 
still winter break for most of the college kids, but they they were, I'm, I'm pretty sure Coach Miller said, remember last year's performance. Remember what they did to us in this building. That cannot happen again. So he's going to motivate the guys and get them all hyped up. So it'll be kind of, it'll be a definite role game in the conference play. Again, against experienced teams are tough. Absolutely. And I'm going to be curious looking ahead, like you mentioned. And again, this is something that we from the outside and a lot of fans are going to pay attention to. But Cincinnati, really, they're the only thing standing between Houston and in all likelihood reclaiming the number one overall spot in the Associated Press poll, which Chris, we talked about in the past whenever they initially, the Houston Cougars initially got that number one spot. It doesn't matter right now. It's a cool to have. It's cool for fans. But at the end of the day, what's going to matter is that final poll come the first week after the first Monday in April. But still, to have that opportunity, you know, to add on to your point, that the Bearcats, not only are they going to hype it up, I think they have – I know they have a specific team for that game. I think – I can't remember what exactly it's going to be, but it, the crowd's going to be pumped. They're going to be hyping up the game. They've probably done it for the past week. So – Bearcats are going to be ready. And like you said, they're going to use motivation from last year's game. They're the only team standing between Houston and that number one seed in the, in the press polls. It's going to be, it's going to be a three. It's going to be another street fight, just like it was a week ago against UCF. But I think attention Houston at a time where Houston is peaking. We're really, really peaking right now, especially with the way the balls movement. Everyone is aware that, you can get off without playing one-on-one basketball. That's the main thing that I'm that's really sticking out to me of recent. In any given game, you think about Tremont, like the point I made earlier, all the shots that he got when he went off in the first half in the last game, all that was within the offense. He pretty much gets those touches every game. You look at tonight, mm-hmm. Jarris went off, he pretty much gets the same touches, the same shots, looks every game. And so on any given night, when you guys have – well, at least four or five players that can beat you offensively, that makes you hard to play for. I mean, to, to scheme for it. Then when they're moving the ball the way that they are, it's not so much isolation. I think Houston is really, really peaking well, and the defense is better. The rebounding is better because I think Francis is playing more minutes. And um, I think Cincinnati, it's going to be a tough one. I, I can't wait to see it. But I, I foresee Houston going on, on a winning streak, uh, continuing their winning streak, as I should say. Like they won six straight. And I, I just noticed on the Bearcats website, they want fans, encouraging fans to wear black for mm-hmm. this game against the Cougs. So they're looking forward to it. And the Bearcats are ahead of, we're talking about 13, 68, 55. So it's a quick turnaround for both teams. Cougs are traveling, going to leave for Cincinnati on Saturday morning. Uh, yeah. Get ready for the game on Sunday afternoon on ESPN, I think at 2 p.m. our time. So it, I, it'll be a, a Good indication to see which Jess Walker shows up. Will it be the great one or the very good one like he did tonight against SMU or the one that we've seen a few times this season? Jarris, don't think too much. Jarris, just let it go, man. Just be aggressive. Be decisive, as Dayon says. Be decisive in your moves. If it's that Jarris, he's one of the best freshmen in the country, let alone in the AAC. So if it's that Jarris, He's a matchup nightmare for anybody in this conference. I wonder what Coach Simpson draw something early for him to give him a look. Once he got that dunk to go down, and it was so emphatic the way he kind of hyped up everybody, I felt like that juiced him up even more 
But outside of that, I don't feel like Coach Sampson ran anything just differently to get him the ball. It was all within the offense of what he normally gets. So I'm interested to see will Coach Sampson try to go to him early just to get him off to a good start and get him settling into the game and get him a rhythm um, to see because they're going to need him on the road against uh, a very experienced team, a hungry team. And it would be kind of curious, kind of good to see if if he becomes like a, a road warrior because he he put on a show mm-hmm. in Virginia. <laughs> so yeah, right. if if he becomes that kind of guy that just gets it done in road games. Just another, another point, our, our freshmen, now that you say that, have been road warriors. Yeah. Terrence was a road warrior in Oregon. Um, like mm-hmm. you just mentioned, Terrence was a road warrior in Virginia. And so – our freshmen have been road warriors. I wonder will they continue. That's a great point. And I think it's it's part of the culture of that that's been established by you know previous coups on previous teams. Because once this program started getting good slash great, they got big time rings on the road. You know they went into yep. arenas and, and silenced the crowd because as an athlete, a, a true competitor. There's, there's not much better than shutting up a crowd, <laughs> going yeah. into their place and doing that. Yeah. And what can they say? <laughs> you know, one of the key turning points for me just thinking about that was when Houston was playing at a TS, a TSU, and I, I don't know if Arkansas was ranked at the time. They might have been ranked. But Houston beat them, and everyone stormed the court. And and, and now sitting back thinking about that. I don't think they were like highly ranked. They were just people were just ecstatic to be competing and beating the SEC, a Power Five team. Fast forward to now, where people expect Houston to beat anyone, mm-hmm. and so um, that's kind of random. But I was just thinking about this. No, that's a great point. That's something that Calvin Sampson touched on during his radio show. He said it, they've come a long way. When now people can complain, I'm going I'm to keep it the, the PG version for the Houston Rumble Review YouTube channel. They've come a long way when people can complain about how they win, which has been something that they did even going back to early in the season when, the, when they pulled out the victory against Kent State. And then obviously this past, this latest win against UCF. Yeah. You could say it. I think he's, he, I'm, um, Correct me if I'm wrong. You can say bitching <laughs> on the channel. I think that's what he said. Yeah. You know, I've heard him say that, that is, before. That is exactly what he said. Yeah. That's but, exactly what he said. But just some of the numbers from, from the game. <clears throat> Cougs had 17 assists on 31 buckets. And they missed 37 shots. Okay. But they got 21 offensive rebounds. So they rebounded more than half of their misses. So that's a, that's a stat that the staff really likes to get. Is if you rebound more than half your own misses, chances are you're gonna win the ball game. Okay, and they yeah. won by 34 points, but 38 points in the paint, 30 24 in the paint, 35 6 in second chance points. So even they shot close to 50 percent overall, and they still had 35 6 in second chance points. So the 21 0 boards, they had a 35 points, another winning sign right there. And they, they on, I mean you. You and I are kind of negative a little bit. They only had 10 fast break points. So they didn't play fast a lot or fast enough. But they were clearly the better team, more talented team than SMU. And let me also say this. Coach said it, and even colleague Joseph Duarte mentioned it as well. Zach Nuttall, one of the key players for the Mustangs, is injured, coming off an injury, or still dealing with an injury. 
So we're not sure. He's not close to 100%. So he struggled health-wise as well as a Cougs great defense. So on the rematch in Dallas, if not all is healthy, we might see a better version of Zach Nottle in that game. But tonight, he just didn't have it. Three for eight from the floor. Zurich Phelps, two for 11. That's one thing. If, if your guards don't do well against Cougs guards, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that it's been a common theme throughout the season. You know, it's interesting. You know, UCF, their guards, they came in here. They gave Houston a lot of fits. Obviously, Alabama, with what they were able to do in spreading out the Cougars and being able to attack them off the dribble, they gave Houston fits. Even going back to Kent State, that, that, that is an interesting trend. You look, like you said, Chris, that teams that have given Houston Cougars the Houston Cougars problems this season have had better play from their guards, and that's going to be an interesting trend going forward, especially once they get into not only later in March into the NCAA tournament, but it's going to be interesting to see how when Houston continues to see those those higher-end guards, how they continue to improve throughout the season now. Chris, I'm toss it over to you. I believe we have one final read before we we start to wrap things up. No doubt. I'm going to give a shout-out and a thanks to Houston, Houston NIL, NIL one more time. Big thanks to Ryan and the crew over there. As the Cougars move to the Big 12, Houston will be competing with national players in basketball like Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, and more. Those schools have fans that have built huge NIL groups to get their athletes' name, image, and likeness compensation. That gives them a huge advantage over UH, where NIL is still in its infancy. But you guys can help Cougar athletes by getting involved. Go to hounil.com. To subscribe to player-created content like essays, videos, podcasts, and get access to private events with UH players. Players are compensated for creating content, and fans get an inside look at their lives. Plans start at $20 a month. $20 a month. Plans start at $20 a month. That money helps the Cougars retain players to stay at the top in basketball and to build momentum in football. H-O-U-N-I-L.com. Subscribers get one-of-a-kind content straight from Cougar athletes. Subscribe today, H-O-U-N-I-L.com. And, of course, go Cougs. I like the, the double emphasis on $20 a month when you look at it. That, what, that could be five different cups of coffee throughout the month. So it, it's a really, really good deal for each of you. And I, and I was chuckling a little bit when you, when you mentioned a shout-out to Ryan. I wasn't able to be in attendance for today's game between Houston and SMU at Fertitta Center. And Ryan Monso sent me a photo where he, he – I sit right next to Ryan Monso in the, in the press section they have at the Fertitta Center. And it has my name. It says Gallery Sports. And he covered my name. And he said reserve for gocoops.com. Uh, which made me chuckle. So big shout out to to Ryan Monso, and I hope he doesn't get too comfortable having uh, that that seat next to him because I'll be back next week when they play USF <laughs> in the Fertitta Center. But obviously, a big shout out. Now, in all seriousness, a big shout out to Ryan Monso, not only with GoCoops.com but H O U N I L, and then what he's doing um, with the athletes, allowing them, giving them a platform to be able to to create stories that the athletes themselves um, really want to not only tell, but showcase kind of a behind the scenes into their lives. And of course, our other sponsors for today's episode of Let's Rage Coops, Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, who they are known for the entity behind those Star Peaks commercials, which, like I said before, could have a new 
star pizza commercial with the men's basketball, a few men's basketball players in the near future. And of course, they just unveiled a new shirt design that it will be given away tomorrow, Friday, January 6th. January 6th, that I'm recording this on Thursday, January 5th. It'll unveil January 6th. Be sure to follow them on Twitter, Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective. And our third sponsor for today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs, presented by the Sex Indian family, is Star Pizza. Be sure to check out their website at starpizza.net. Not only can you check out their menu and location, phone numbers, all the information across the various locations in the Houston area, but of course, you can also order online and pick up your pizza ahead of time. So be sure to pay them a visit at starpizza.net. Chris, I'm going to ask you a question. What, how was the crowd like when it came to the Fertitta Center to, today against SMU? It was very good. It was a very good crowd. Early start. I got here late because of traffic and, and stuff. And, you know, stuff happens. I got here later than I had hoped. But it was a good crowd. For a 6 p.m. start on a Thursday night here in H-Town, fans, they're getting and students still on break, a lot of them. It was a very good crowd, and I guess I can say a little bit, UH is becoming a basketball school. You know, they yeah. came to see the opponent. They came to see the not, not the opponent. They came to see the Cougs. So <laughs> that's great to see, and we'll see how they look with the next Wednesday, I think, against South Florida. But, of course, Cougs' next game is going to be Sunday against the Bearcats in Cincinnati. But, yes, I want to say this comment from a tweet from Joseph Hoyt, who covers SMU for – uh, he's a beat writer for the Mustangs in Dallas. And his tweet is, Houston's Jairus Walker is going to be a problem. That was right after the end of the game. And, of course, Jairus put up 23 and 10. And it was one of Jairus' best games of the season. So if Jairus Walker has more games like this, Cougs will be a tough, tough out come tournament time. Absolutely. Chris, real quickly, going back to your point in regards to the crowd. Yeah, that's something that stood out to me just at the beginning of the year when they played beginning of this year. It kind of sounds like I'm going back to the beginning of the season, beginning of 2023 when they played against Central Florida. And same thing. I was I was impressed with the crowd that showed up against the Knights. Now, obviously, they're, they were trending uptick, but they don't necessarily carry you know, that same buzz that Alabama did uh, a few weeks ago. And the crowd showed up for that game. And that, it was a crazy atmosphere. Once again, that, that the players and coach uh, Calvin Sampson shouted out after the game just for how phenomenal that was and how really it helped uplift them towards that victory and being able to, to stave off the Knights from their rally late. So, like you said, that's, it's a shift in mentality and really it's going back to what we mentioned earlier, just a, an expectation that has now set in with the Houston Cougars men's basketball program, which is it's exciting and that's exactly what you want to see now that you're – Less than seven months away from officially joining the Big Four. July 1st. Yep, July 1st. Looking forward to that great day. But uh, Jairus Walker, first shot was an air ball three-pointer. Next, a dunk. Then two jumpers. Another jumper. Then made a three-pointer. So he made the next five shots. Oh, no, no, he's not done. Another jumper. Another three-pointer. So he was, he was rolling. And then at one point late in the first half, about the four-minute mark, he made another jumper to give him 18 points. The Mustangs had 17 points. <laughs> so four minutes to go in the first half. Jairus Walker at 18, SMU 17. The Cougs won, or at that point, up 42-17. SMU was just struggling to make shots. So when the Cougs' defense led to their offense, 
which is just an added plus for Houston because the defense is constant. You know, I think it's another game. What well, heck, honestly, SMU's 53 points, I think, is above Houston's uh, defensive you know, points allowed per game because yeah. around 49. Yeah, hovers around. Yeah, they hover <laughs> around. <laughs> At so, one point, yeah. it was under 50. It's absurd how crazy, how phenomenal they have been defensively. But that's, that's become the identity. That's been the identity for every year since I've covered Houston. And the defense has always been a step ahead of the offense. But now they're getting to a point. I'm not entirely sure what this Houston Cougars team is, how many points they score offensively per game. But I remember initially, they, on average, the wins would be you know 60 into the middle of the 60s towards 50 for their opponents, and that's slowly, gradually gone up over the years in regards to the offense, which, again, it's just another show of the progress that the program has taken the last few years. And ask what Dan, Dan, get your thoughts on this. Jairus Walker, four offensive rebounds. Javier Francis, four offensive rebounds. Terrence Arsenault, also four O-boards. And Terrence got those boards coming off the bench in roughly 19 minutes of action. So Terrence crashed the boards. What are your thoughts on Terrence hitting the boards? Yeah, really no surprise. I, I think um, a part of playing well in practice includes making those culture plays, those effort plays, rebounding, as well as showing what you can do offensively. And so it was to no surprise. He's he shown early in the season with his activity and his length and ability that he can go out and get those rebounds. And so he really went out and competed well tonight, I, I think, um, the way he went out and grabbed those boards is really just showing what he can do. I think whenever his time comes, he's going to be one of those guards that average around seven to eight rebounds per game, along with however many points he'll average. So no surprise there. So it's just the key of these guys being consistent. Arsenal, mm-hmm. Sharp, or, I mean all the players. You, know, <laughs> you get to a level of Marcus Sasser, you expect Marcus, you count on Marcus to give you 15 and four or 16 or whatever, you know, and then yeah. be, as Dan likes to refer to, be the closer if they'd be down the stretch. Was not needed today. <laughs> this game was over at the 10-minute mark of the first half. But for Jarris to be consistent, Terrence to be consistent, Emmanuel to be consistent, this team has weapons. It's just young, and they're developing. So it's January, Andy, you know it. Dan, you know it. Coach Sampson says get better November to December. December to January, January to February, February to March, and be playing their best ball come tournament time. I think, I think they're well on their way. Which is the most exciting thing about this team because of the potential, the potential that they have. They're able to get, you know, the way Kelvin, the analogy he used this past week, it's like trying to get all the satellites to get on the same page, which is going to be a season-long process. And if they are able to get that, like you mentioned, come tournament time, going to be some some exciting things in regards to this Houston Cougars basketball team. And I want to I want to toss this out <clears throat> to everybody. Um, we're talking bracketology kind of things. I think Lenardi, <laughs> I don't know if he's put posted his uh, update tonight. If not tonight, it'll be tomorrow. But there's one bracket person who has the Cougs as a number one seed. Most I think bracketologists have Cougs as a two seed. My only, I'm putting on my my uh, Alumni hat. <clears throat> I just don't want the Cougs to be in the same region as Kansas if Kansas is in Kansas City. <laughs> okay. So, and if Kansas is Kansas City, that's probably they're going to be the number one seed overall. And for Kansas not to be number one seed overall, they probably have to lose probably three times at least in the Big 12. 
Dan, do you think Kansas could lose three times in the Big 12? I think it's highly possible, honestly. Three times? I think two. I don't know about three. Yeah, I think I think this year, I think it's possible. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's possible. I watched them play. Well, I love to see night. it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they can. I think they can still win the Big Twelve, but I also think they can lose that amount of games because you got the TCU is tough, you got Baylor is tough, you got Iowa State is tough, you got any of these teams on the road, like you mentioned, it's common on the road. You're gonna have to compete. Texas on the road, Kansas State who blew out Texas the other day. Any of these, any of these teams, you're gonna have to compete on the road. So they've been running the Big Twelve, but this year. They're kind of, I don't want to say rebuilding, they're refocusing and rebuilding these teams' chemistry just like everyone else. And so um, it could it happen. And, boy, I tell you, that, those, that Kansas-Kansas State matchups, those two matchups, that state, Coach, Coach Jerome Tang has done a great job in his first season, his first few months in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those two matchups should be something else. But yeah. we're talking about Big 12. We're getting ahead of ourselves because the is still in the American for a few more months. And the Cougs face Cincinnati Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati in the, what is it, 5th, 3rd Arena, <clears throat> Correct. 2 p.m. On, on ESPN. I think Mark Adams is one of the guys calling that game on Sunday. And Mark Adams, he beats the drum for the American. He, he's like the, the Fran Priscilla of Fran in the Big 12. Mark mm-hmm. Adams does that for the American. Looking forward to the game. Any keys in, in your guys' eyes for the Cougs to win Sunday in Cincinnati. I'll go. I'll go first. And Chris, I'm going to kind of steal one that you had earlier. But again, going back to teams that have been able to have success against Cougars, especially when it comes to guard play and just overall veteran players, it's going to be interesting to see how, one, how and Houston has a little bit of experience, especially just going back to when the, the win they were able to get on the road in Virginia, but how especially the, the freshmen, the younger players, Javier Francis, you can lump him in there um, in regards to younger players, how they react to the hostile environment, but then also how well the Cougars are able to defend Cincinnati and really how they kind of react to the Cougars' defense and just overall with, with how experienced they are. Let me ask you, Dayon. We'll put Jaja's question up, <clears throat> a statement up. In in conference, it's, it's the American. Last few months for the Cougs in the American. <clears throat> Would the Cougs, and I don't think it's going to happen, the Cougs will win Sunday in Cincinnati. Other than Memphis, in the eyes of everybody outside of the American, wouldn't any other loss to a team that's not Memphis be considered a bad loss? I, I think it has to be how they finish the season. Because you look at a team like Tulane who just beat Memphis but lost their conference opener, if they finish conference with maybe two or three conference losses, then they may gain more respect from outsiders. And so Memphis got has their respect. But you, teams like that, like Cincinnati, I mean, if they lose maybe two or three games – and and gain that respect throughout conference and maybe split with um, Memphis, but lose twice to Houston. I mean, I don't. I, I, it could be a possibility. Uh, that's a good question, but I, I think it really depends on how the season ends for those teams and how they play throughout conference. I think they have to have a 
a steady, um, good conference wins to prove that they are one of the quality teams in the conference. What do you say, Andy? What do you think? No, I absolutely agree. It all depends on just really how, I guess, dominant you could, would be a word to describe it, how, or I guess a, a better way to describe it is how UCS, Cincinnati, and, and Memphis, I think those are the three clear-cut teams that are, I think, obviously, it's Houston, and then there's a line, and then it's those three teams when it comes to the next that are the best in the conference. And yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, you could, you, you could miss. Too. Yeah, and you could put two, definitely put Tulane in there as well. But just in regards to those four schools specifically, you know, they can't have those bad losses, which it's it's difficult, especially when it's a road game. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that's guaranteed. But from an outside perspective, from a national perspective, you know, if UCF, Cincinnati, Tulane, any of those teams, Memphis, they lose to Temple. One of one of these teams lost to Temple. You know, they lose to Temple. They lose to Cincinnati East Carolina. Cincinnati did. Yeah. Home. Which, you know, losses like that, they did begin to add up. And they, you know, end up with four or five conference losses. Then it's like, oh, well, even if they'll get up for Houston and they lose on the road, say like Houston loses on the road to Cincinnati or later down the season at UCF. And, of course, Memphis, those games are always um, – uh, in a special category of their own, then it could hurt them. I could see that being kind of the the barrier to the Houston Cougars finishing a number one seed. But outside of that, I I think yeah, I agree with Dayon. Those those four schools have to be able to separate themselves from the rest of the pack in the American. And I I think I know the answer to this from you guys, but do you believe the Cougs will finish the conference undefeated? No, I'll no. say no because Agreed. Agreed. they they play again. Like I mentioned, they have to play at Cincinnati. They have to play at UCF, at SMU, at Memphis. Those are going to be tough opponents. And then obviously at New Order, they play at Tulane as well. So I think <laughs> one of those, one of those, um, you'd expect them to to fall just in terms of can be in that human nature, but. If they somehow finished eighteen and zero, that that would be an impressive feat. It it would. I I think they're going to lose it. One conference game, at least one. They could be to any team. He could yeah. be to a Temple team who got explosive guards that just go off. And so, like like in the past, where you lost to the teams like Tulsa, it's like. So yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, agreed. I don't, and I, I just put it out there because of the narrative that will happen nationally. Well, how good is Houston there? They can't even go into undefeated in the American, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Because those folks don't realize how good the teams are in the American. You know, so it's okay. The Cougs are going to the NCAA tournament. And I go back to the beginning of Coach Sampson when he got to Houston. Who would have thought the turnaround that he's made in nine years making this program a nationally relevant program from where they were beforehand in the dark ages of Houston Cougars men's basketball before he got here. And now, Andy, back to your point about what Coach said, people are bitching about, well, y'all only won by 20. Yeah. Y'all only won by 15. What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong? <laughs> That's how the transformation has been, remarkable that this transformation has been for this program in nine years. 
Wrap it up, Dan. Wrap it up, Andy. Yes, sir. Dan, and I'll give you the floor. Where can people find you on social media and any any final takeaways you'd like to add? Find me on all social media platforms at Dayon Dunlap. I'd like to add congratulations to the women's going 2-0 to start conference play. They got a win against Tulane tonight, so they started conference play undefeated as well. Got to show them some love. Also, shout out to all the good news out there. Founders Day for Kappa outside the greater fraternity knowing the man. But I'm just um, loving to see this Houston team to gel more and more and get more and more confidence playing together, more chemistry. I think going against Cincinnati, I'm, I want to see Tremont continue to play well because I believe in, in his entire career at Houston, when he's played and you know, uh, scored over 10 points, Houston's undefeated, well, lost only one game. And so I think if – He's one of the X factors. I'm going to keep my eye on. I hope he comes out and has another great game for this system. That's, that's an interesting point, Dan. I, I forgot about that. That I think John Rothstein had been – well, I think I'd seen him booted out a few days ago, but that, that's a great point in regards to Tremont, Tremont Mark and him being an X factor. You know, they can people can follow me on Twitter at Aonis underscore five. But mainly, I just want to say once again, thank you to both of you guys, Chris and Dayon, for being able to hop on and and carry the, the beginning of the show and really carry the whole show, to be honest, in regards to this episode of Let's Rage Cook following number two Houston's victory over SMU. I'm truly, truly appreciative and grateful. And you guys are the best. I couldn't ask for better partners along this Let's Rage Cook's journey. My pleasure, Andy. Thanks very much. And, and I want to say I'm going to fall on the sword. Um, technology got me a little bit because I was hoping to upload part of Coach's comments about Terrence Arsenal and Malik Wilson defense, but something happened and I wasn't, wasn't able to do it for the show. But hopefully, I'm assuming everything is now uploaded on the UH YouTube channel so you can catch Coach Sampson's entire post-game conference and, and listen to the comments there. I'm going to try to post a clip on this channel on my YouTube channel as well, Houston Lombard View. But big win for the Cougs, good win for the Cougs. 87-53 over SMU, over a young SMU team, a rebuilding SMU program. Keep that in perspective as well. But the Cougs did the job. Just Walker put on his skill set on display this evening, 23 points, 10 boards, 3 assists. We'll see if that Just Walker shows up this Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati against the Bearcats, 2 p.m. on ESPN. So thanks once again, and we're going to do another Less Rage Cougs and bring everybody in on this one. Another Less Rage Cougs Sunday after the game against Cincinnati. Um, yes, I sir. Think it's it's safe to say that we are beginning. We're we're moving along in the process of getting some merch, some T-shirts, some Less Rage Cougs T-shirts for mm-hmm. the fans to get. So the process is beginning. So Flame, Jaja, everybody watching us on YouTube, start saving some money, put some coins aside, have a Less Rage Cougs fund. <laughs> You know, going forward, so you can get your merch ready uh, for you guys and support us going forward as we uh, continue to provide these shows. And, and Andy, Dan, we all agreed on it. We're going to do some pregame shows as well for the Cougs on the road for conference play. So, as always, onward and upward. And in the summer, with our go Cougs. Yes, sir. Everybody take care. Peace.